Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy, W-I-Z-E, and today's show is sponsored by Bergen Basin Realty. If you're looking to sell anywhere in the New York City area, definitely check them out. Bergen Basin Realty has been providing professional real estate services in the Brooklyn area for over 40 years. They have an impeccable reputation built on honesty, integrity, and service. Bergen Basin Realty's influences stretches far beyond Bergen Beach. Their comprehensive network of referral systems, professional affiliations, and solid internet marketing strategies consistently drive traffic to all their listings. So check out their website at www.bergenbasin.com. Give them a call at 718-763-4110 or send them an email at bergenbasin at aol.com and let them know that your boy Y sent you. Peace out. And welcome to another episode. I'm your host, W-I-Z-E. And I have a very special guest. He's a fellow podcaster. He's also co-founder of a startup group called FinTech. Welcome to the show, Alison Allison Metmood. Hey, Alison, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing quite well. I mean, a good day so far. Always fun running businesses and doing all that. Although, as far as the podcast, been falling behind a little bit. But yeah, I'm doing quite well. Oh, but but you are a fellow podcaster, so I, I I was I was telling I was telling the truth. You you might not be you might not be up to date, but hey, it's still you're still a fellow podcaster. So uh, tell us a little something about your uh, yourself. So yeah, as I mentioned, I'm Allison. Uh, I'm actually an undergrad physics student. So I'm in my second year. I'm studying uh, in the UK. Uh, outside of that, I run a company called Fair, uh, which operates in the fintech space. Uh, so what we do there is we're building the one-stop platform for applied financial education. And then we're looking to, from there, build out an ES-centered brokerage. And that's kind of confusing, so I'll just quickly kind of break it down so you know what we're doing. Uh, on the education side, uh, like if you've looked at what's out there, banks, ridiculously overpriced, course, overpriced courses, which are decent, but absolutely not worth like 10 grand or however much they charge. And on the other hand, you have a lot of free stuff, but it doesn't really kind of help you figure out what's applied. So that's one thing we kind of to look into bridge is offer all that like actually applied for free. Now, the reason we can do that is because building, we're building a brokerage. So it's in our best interest to have our clients do well and continue trading because as a broker, we make money from people trading, continuing to trade. And as such, and we're in a pretty unique position to offer the education for free. Now, on the side of the brokerage, uh, the ESG, now let me kind of shortly explain what that is. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. It's essentially a way of measuring the impact of a company and kind of looking at it, you know, kind of making your investments more ethical. So you're looking for businesses that have a positive impact, stuff like that. Environmental, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Social as well. But what is governance? Because I know that confused me when I first got into it, and oftentimes it confused a lot of people. So governance is the internal operations. How does a company treat their employees? How do they, you know, treat the you know, workers and everyone else they work with. 
So that's the governance side. Essentially, it's a way for accounting, if you know economics for the you know for the externalities of what the business does. If you don't know economics, it's basically how to you know looking at a company and evaluating it. How ethical is it really? But okay, so your clients that or whoever can learn this from for, for free that do eventually what what is the expectation that you get because I, I, everything's not for free all the time is it so as far as the education that's going to be for always and forever now you know the reason for that is i strongly believe that education should be accessible to everyone so I'm, i just want to have free out of my kind of principle and even if the rest of the company and all that fails i do want to kind of keep that accessible uh, but the, uh, you know, we make money on people trading. So just like every broker, when you trade, when you operate there, that's where they make, you know, that's where the broker makes money. That's the same place we make money. It's on the brokerage side. So the education completely free. And, you know, it, as long as I'm involved with the company, which you know, it's my startup, so I would hope I'm going to stay involved with it for a long, long time. The education's going to stay free. That's awesome. That's all. And that, that's, I, I kind of understand what you're talking about because here in the, in the States, People don't, they're, they're not taught about finances. They're not taught, this is this is what they're taught. Go to school, get an education, get a job, work for a company for so many years, and then retire. But they're not, they don't show you that um, by you not investing and, and, and learning how to invest and properly invest and stuff, that you're not gonna have any money when you retire. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, as you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with that first, you know, the kind of the half of it, go work, and then retire. But if you don't really know what your investments are doing, what you're doing, especially in the US, what are you going to retire on, right? Like, in Europe, people at least have that government paycheck for a pension. So even if they invest nothing and no money, they'll kind of be taken care of to some extent. But in the US, you're on your own. So having, you know, understanding what your uh, the 401k and your Roth IRAs or whatever the American things are called, right? What what you're doing with them, where those are going, that's very important because there's no other safety net. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no, because back in, when I was growing up, people used to get pensions. They used to get benefits at work and companies stopped that. It, it, it was it was hurting their bottom line, so they they stopped giving those those perks to, to employees. There's very few jobs, mainly either state or or government jobs are the only ones that really provide you with a pension right now. So you have to really work, watch, especially here, invest in your four hundred one k's, your Roth IRAs, yes, invest in some stocks. Just do, but you have. It's great what you're doing because you're teaching people, and now it, it, it with them gaining this knowledge is showing it's, it's also giving them some type of confidence to want to invest with you guys and 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 build something a basically a little nest egg for their retirement. Yeah, that's exactly right. And actually, one thing uh, that I've been thinking about a lot recently with the way we operate, like our brokerage is going to be based in the EU, but a lot of people I've been talking to are kind of, well, it's really important for people in the U S to, you know, learn this and be aware of this. So 
I would especially say, you know, even though we are based in the EU and our clients are all going to be in the EU because all the regulation, I think it's especially going to be interesting, the education side of it for someone in the US, because it's not just, you know, that extra savings. It's not that little bit more on top of your pension and stuff like that. It is everything you're going to have once you stop working. And, you know, you, you mentioned that a lot of companies kind of stopped paying out pensions and that was cutting into the bottom line. Well, I think the big thing there is if you had a company, you know, a company pension, that company went bankrupt or something happened to it, you lost your pension. So even there, you know, that was quite risky. And having that money yourself, investing it or whatever you do with it is really kind of the only kind of a safety net you had because the company goes bust, you still lose your pension. You know, I've heard so many people you know, tell me that they know someone who's like 70 or 80 who had the company pension you mentioned and they had to go back to work because some company went bust. They lost pension and now what do they do? That's really tough. Like I can't imagine having to go back to work when I'm 80 and start from the bottom or be doing something there. Oh no, it, over here you see it when you go to um to, so, uh, to a certain um a certain chain where they used to, they have people over 70 greeting you at the door and some of them are still going back working the registers doing other things people really over here so a lot of people aren't prepared for retirement aren't aren't prepared for for when they stop working and and they're able to enjoy their life it's 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 crazy it's just crazy that it people because again, over here, it's not taught. This is that. That's something that is not taught. This. This is in school anywhere. You have to note somebody who who knows someone or whatever. But it's not taught. It really isn't taught over here. Yeah, like it's most most places around the world. I've seen it's not taught. Like here in Europe, it's not taught either. But at least you know there's that security for the government in the U.S. It's especially rough. And like you, you see so many kind of initiatives where they're like, we want to push this so it's taught in schools. We want to push this so every, you know, so it's actually part of education. But at that point, the question becomes, what about all the rest of the people, right? If we start teaching it now, then everyone who's like 15 right now, they will know what to do. But what about everyone else? So I think the the importance of people educating. And at this point, it is very much educating themselves. There's no, like nobody that will teach them for them is the most crucial thing. And I'm really happy to see how kind of retail investing. So, you know, the average person investing has really blown up in the U S even more than it has in the past, because that is really kind of contributing to more of these people being informed. And it is definitely a move in the right direction, but Given the reliance on it, the, the, the numbers of like 40% of households is nowhere near enough. Yeah. Is this, I, I, I used to, I used to uh, sell uh, life insurance and I, and I dealt with and, and the debt that people accumulate before they even, like before they even get out of college is ridiculous. It's like you get out of college you already put yourself in debt if you didn't get a scholarship or anything. So you're already coming out, coming out of school in debt, don't have a job yet. Sometimes you don't even get the job in the field that you went to school for. And 
you're already behind the hole. You're already you're already behind the hole when it, whenever you once you finish with school. Yeah, like the the way I look at it, and I know I'm you know in a very fortunate position that I can look at this. You kind of do uni for fun because majority of people don't end up in the positions that you know in the career that's part of their degree. That's understandable. University teaches you some other skills. Fair enough. But at the cost that university is in the U.S., the, you know, the ROI on it is very slim. Like back in the day, the, you know, the return on it was massive. Now, today, it's still technically worth it. The math still does work out, but it is very much just kind of barely. And at that point, it's like, why don't you go to community college? Why don't you go to a lot of these cheaper options so you don't have as much debt? Because... It's like, for example, you know, if you look at the amount of debt people have, like I was talking to a friend of mine who is in the U.S. and he told me, you know, he's going to do his Ph.D. And at this point, he has three hundred thousand dollars in debt. You know, like when I think about like what I could do with three hundred thousand dollars in cash instead of debt. That's, you know, you could do a lot like that's that's a that's a lot of disposable cash to have. Now, of course, there is some value to university education. I don't want to discourage anyone from going to university if the numbers make sense for them. But when when the debt starts to pile on this big, you re- like so people really have to evaluate. Does this make sense for me? There's community college, there's trade schools, there's so many options out there that if, if if someone's really kind of passionate they know what they want to do ROI just does isn't always for them and and that's the thing so a lot of people like i said when they come out of school they're already in debt they're not shown how to recover from this debt so they just put themselves into more debt cuz then they get the credit cards they get this they get that Next thing you know, they're filing for bankruptcy or filing for something, and and, and it's just, I, I, I wish no. Seriously, it is. It, it really is. People now, I guess now it's it's getting um the, this younger generation is more aware of it. They're more tech savvy. They're more into the apps and and, and learning and doing the research and learning how to invest and. And investing in some of the pro- and some some real great things, and I think we need to learn from that. Like we need to see what these what these youngsters are doing, what these young folks that are that are investing in what they're doing, and 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 really pick their brain. Because I don't I don't know I I didn't really know how was how some of these young people were doing it. Like I had kids. I'm forty something years old. I wasn't. I hadn't really started. Planning for my retirement since only seven years ago is when I really started, and yeah, so it's it's crazy. But I have coworkers that are twenty twenty one that are, are that know about investing, that know about making sure they put a certain amount into their four hundred one k. These youngsters are are aware and they know. Yeah, like I think. The a, a big part of that is just YouTube. Is like if you if you look at there's like a lot of people like I'm a great Stefan, amazing channel, you know, talking about kind of retirement savings, all that. 
the money, great channel about kind of some trading and all that. But what concerns me is, you know, you have the people that are kind of around that 20 to 27 who are more aware of this. But then you have a lot of people in that age group and going a bit younger who are very much taking that investing and going super risky. So stuff like Wall Street bets, stuff, you know, that, that kind of an area, the exposure that they have is massive. Like I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the articles about how much money people lose and the approaches there. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of people making insane amounts of money, but the risk they take on is also well insane. There's no other way to put it, which, you know, great for them when they do make money. But I, I, I really feel like the number of people that kind of follow that style and then do very poorly, because it's a numbers game, right? It's statistics, probability of something failing, probability of losing money. It's, you know, so there's got to be a lot of people who such approaches are massively hurting their finances and they don't have any other choice. Because a lot of people on, you know, subreddits like Wall Street bets and the ones you really see throwing a lot of, around a lot of money. I've had, you know, Discord and through that, I've had a chance to speak to some of them. And a lot of them are the kind of people who like make six, seven figures a year and they take their like Christmas bonus and blow 200K on some fun trade. And those for those people, it's great. But then you have a lot of people who aren't in these positions, who don't have the massive disposable income to, well, gamble. It's essentially what a lot of that kind of Wall Street bet style trading is. And they adapt it, they try to trade with it, and that will then do a lot of harm to them. So there is very much a lot of people are more aware of Roth IRAs and 401ks and all of this, which is amazing. But then also comes the other side of it, where there's also far more people taking massive amounts of risk, where, you know, to a certain extent, a lot of them would be better off just not even having a 401k and Roth IRA and just waiting until they're like 40 because of the amount of risk they're carrying. Okay, that's 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 good. That's good to know. That's definitely good to know. So, uh, all right. So, you say you under, your undergrad in physics, and uh, how how much longer till you till you're done? So, in my second year, so I'm, I would be finishing that off in uh, you know in a year. Uh, but I got an offer from Deloitte uh, to join their consulting branch for a year. So I might potentially be going away for a year, spend a year doing consulting and then come back to finish off uh, one year. Because here in the UK, there's a thing called a placement year where you essentially spend a year working in an industry. So I got an offer from Deloitte. So I might potentially spend a year doing that and then come back. So either in a year or in two years, I'm going to be finishing that off. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. See, that's, that's, I like I like to hear stories like that. I like to hear people who are out there doing their thing and being successful, man. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I don't like one, one thing with kind of my approach that I often like to mention is I, I just do what, what I enjoy. Like it's, I, I know you hear that a lot, but like, you know, the companies I have, I just take, cause I enjoy the, like applied for Deloitte because I thought, yeah, I might enjoy that. And I think th there's a lot of opportunities for everyone where if they find the right combination of I enjoy this and then find a way to kind of make money from it, they can do very well. Like I see so many, like I have a acquaintance here in Cardiff uh, where I'm studying who was like considering going into defense 
and they're like, oh, my well, God, I hate defense, but it's just, so, you know, the, the money is really good. And I look at it and like, you could just go do what you enjoy. There's always some way to spin it to make money. You know, let's say you know, you're doing a podcast, right? You, you, you enjoy talking to people. Probably you enjoy kind of getting to know stories and there's, the, you know, you can monetize this at a certain scale and at, at some point, or maybe you already do. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, you could just make a living just doing this. And if you enjoy it, that's great. That's great. Right. And I see so many kind of people just going the other way where they're like, all right, this is the money. And then I'm going to do this anyway. And I really feel like more people should just be like, what is it you do that you enjoy and then find a way to make money around it? Because there's just so many kind of opportunities of what you could do. Let's say, you know, you like telling people about how a certain flower smells. That's the most niche, weird thing you could, I, I can think of. And I guarantee you there's probably enough people out there that you can make a living from that, right? Like at, at this point, there's, you could do anything you want. So if you enjoy it, you're going to be willing to put in far more work than if you don't. Like if, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I work 50 hours a week. That's a long time. And if I, when I look at my calendar and like kind of try to figure out, oh, how much time am I spending working? Like, oh, I worked 100 hours a week. This was kind of a light week, right? That, that's, that's how I look at it. It's just because I enjoy it. And if people find what they enjoy and then find a way to somehow monetize it, they could have great fun and spend time and do well and make money. And it's, it's just kind of saddening to see, to be fair. Oh, no, I found this is this is my like once I got behind his mic, it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I love doing this. And I ha and it's just the fact that I get to speak to so many different people within the I started my podcast last year. And within the year, I've probably interviewed over 100 people. And it's been great because I've been able to pick their brain and I've been able to learn some things and. And yes, it takes time for you to monetize your podcast, but I've found other ways to do things. I've started my production company. I've been editing um, podcasts for other people. Uh, I've created a couple of logos. I could I create cover art for podcast shows. Maybe I might not. My podcast itself might not be monetized, but starting the podcast has led me to other ways to make money. Yeah, like I think. That's, that's there's definitely a lot to this. For example, like, you know, I, I started the podcast and I have like 30 episodes. I started like a month or two months ago, whatever, super recent, right? And it got brought up in interviews I did uh, for, you know, for, for the lawyers. I got the offer. It got brought up. People asked about it. Actually, uh, you know, a lot of the people that interviewed me actually listened to a bunch of episodes of the podcast and it was cool, right? It, it brought opportunities. So, you know, even, yeah, even like I, I think majority of people's interests if that's what they really want to do they can find a way to monetize it but even outside of that there's always some value to you could there's always something you can find with it and it, it's just cool i don't know no, you, really no cool you're absolutely right i've i've gained so much in this year since i've started podcasting like i said I, i've i've become an editor i've started editing podcasts producing podcasts these are things that i didn't I, were, I wasn't doing this is this isn't I was I was a table games dealer in a casino I'm still am but I wasn't I wasn't thinking I was going to be an editor or a producer or have my own production company but like I said starting the podcast 
finding that this is something I'm passionate about just made it so much easier for me because like you said when you find what you what you do what you what you love to do like when I'm editing and doing other stuff and and the time flies it, it doesn't it's not work to me it's it's me just creating content and having a good time doing it exactly right like for example, I'm going to give this example because I used it like I used it a bunch in my podcast and I found it to be quite an example I like to leverage at this point. You know, when I, I really enjoy recording podcasts and talking about stuff and going on other people's podcasts, but I absolutely despise editing them. It is the biggest chore I have ever found in my life. I would much rather spend 20 hours just writing, doing code review than doing editing podcasts. But you can adjust your style, right? Like you said, you kind of enjoy it. You have fun with it. So you do that. My podcast, unedited. I just hit record, talk, stop recording, then maybe cut the start and end just so it starts in the right timing. And that's it, right? That's it. it, it you can adjust so many of these things. You know, like I, I, I spoke to someone recently where they told me that they really enjoyed uh, kind of draw like not like draw like digital yeah that's what it's called digital art right but they hated the process of trying to monetize it by selling the art but they wanted to do something with it well as like well why don't you just start a live stream right you could so many people on twitch just do digital art they draw they get donations there's always ways around it so many times you talk to someone and they're like i really want to do this but this is stopping me well there's a way around it right you found your way with editing stuff and doing all this so you can kind of sustain yourself from it. And if there, you know, let's say if you hated, I don't know what, what part of the, whatever part of the process, there's always a way around it. And it's just off. So many times I see people kind of be like, this is what I want to do, but then this is stopping me. And when they tell me, I'm like, well, you could do this, 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 this instead. But none of these 30 options they ever consider because they stop, you know, so many people just stop at, oh, this is a problem. All right, well, I'm going to drop it and I'm going to move on. Instead of trying to push forward. And so many people could just take two more steps and they would get there and then they could have fun and do what they want to do. And, you know, I love running businesses. So I have startups and I do all this because that's fun for me. And a lot of people look at it and be like, oh, you're lucky that you're running businesses and that's what you enjoy. Yeah, but if I didn't enjoy it, I would do something else. And there's so much risk in running startups that someone could say, oh, that's too risky. I'm, you know, I'm going to lose too much money. There's always a way so you can do what you enjoy or at least find a twist on it that you enjoy. Or maybe even another hobby. Nobody just has a singular thing in their life and they enjoy nothing else. They have a single interest and nothing else out there in the world would could possibly they could enjoy. So even if that one interest of yours is like, there's no way for you to do it. I'm sure you have a second interest or a third interest or a fourth interest. There's always something. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. There's def like I said, I wish everyone could find what they love to do and do it for a living. Cause now that I started doing this, eventually I already know the end game is me have to me uh kicking my employee to the curb my employer my employer to the curb and Focusing uh, solely on my business, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited. 
we just launched our radio station. We finally launched it this past weekend. And we started it because we wanted to give a platform to other people that didn't have one. And we've got a bunch of great shows on the network. We playing we're playing music and, and a combination of podcasts and all the stuff. But eventually I wanted to have mainly podcasters and some live shows and live performances by comedians and musicians. So like I said, it's just the fact that I started my podcast has opened up so many different avenues for me. It's not just now, not just the podcast, it's other things that I'm doing that are in the works that it's just amazing. And it all started again with the podcast. Yeah, like see you it's kind of big. It's really cool. And probably not the kind of thing I would do because there's a bunch of things around it I wouldn't enjoy. But it works great for you. You're really enjoying it. And everyone can find that kind of a thing. And it sounds so cliche. And I know it. Does. Oh, no. Believe me. And, you know, so everyone heard it like a hundred times. But I'm just, it's, it's I don't know. I, I've been dealing with people talking to me about this over the past few weeks so much that I'm just like, getting my frustration on this out here. Because it's just so many opportunities for people. So many things they could do. They can. Uh, yeah, listen, there's always, there's always opportunities. It's just you have you have to go after them. That's it. Yeah, it's like not the, sometimes some people get lucky and like the thing comes to them. But if you're not trying, if you're not open to it, then you know I could barge into your room and be like, "Here is your opportunity." If you're not open to it, you're still not going to take it. Yep. Yeah, you have to be you have to be uh, ready to receive your blessings. If you're not open for that, you're not going to get it. It's not. You got to put it out there and, and and be receptive and be ready. Yeah, that's basically it. And, uh, any- <laughs> it's funny because I laugh. I laugh because, like, when I started my podcast, it was uh, me talking about news and ranting about whatever was going And I didn't enjoy it. And when I started really talking to people and being able to have conversations like this with yourself about what are all the different different types of topics, but mo- basically, basically, mostly it's all it's almost the same thing as me just encouraging people and my guests encouraging people to go out there and, and learn and and take a risk and, and and just step out of your comfort zone and and do something different. Like that, that's what that's the issue. A lot of people. Who, they they like being comfortable. I decided I needed to be uncomfortable to get to where I wanted to be. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. But there, there, there's one thing that kind of did pop into my head, which is you know talking about this like in in this way, just take an opportunity, go for this. It opens up people to one horrible thing that really bothers me exists, you know in kind of the industry or whatever, which is these so many of these fake gurus and scammers, right? They use such a similar rhetoric of, you know, you have to go for it. You have to believe in your dreams, be uncomfortable. But first, 
pay me $8,000 for my basics course, right? Like this is, this is like one of my fears. But when see, I talk see, but about see that's why I, I do my show. That's why I have the people on my show. I don't charge for my show. My show is free. People can download me for free. I'm, I'm not in this. That's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it to share the knowledge. Yeah. No, I, I understand you. I feel I feel you one hundred percent on the with the with the, there's some people that are just in it about the money and, and don't really care about what people do and no, I'm I'm I am one hundred percent for the people. I'm all about the people. I, I get you. Like I'm not trying to call you out or anything, but what I'm saying is, you know, like whenever I talk about it like in this way it is kind of in the back of my head that if I tell this to someone and they start thinking like that, unless they're, you know, they have, like, it's, I, I like to, it's, like, it's important to point out that, be like, yes, so many opportunities, amazing things, but be very careful about scammers which try to abuse this because it's messed up that this is, like, people abuse this and it's a great kind of mindset oh, no. way to approach Like, things, over here, over here... Do you know how many how many people have approached me? Oh, join this, and we'll sell, and we can sell this, and we'll. Oh, but you have to also bring twenty million people behind you. You have to uh, recruit, recruit, and recruit, and recruit. I've I've seen them. I've seen so many of them, and I'm 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 blown by. I I, I just me honestly since I've been doing the podcast, I've linked up with some amazing people. The community itself has been wonderful with me. I've made some great friends. And I've made these connections because I try to be myself. I don't I don't portray myself anywhere else. I be I'm act the way I act with everyone. Like even if like if you was my friend for ten years, it it doesn't matter to me. I, I, I treat everyone with the utmost respect. And I just lo- I just love to talk to people and and just pick their minds and and and, and just look, get different perspectives on on different things. Yeah, no, like I like you know coming on here talking to you. I've I've really enjoyed it. It's been kind of chill back and forth talking about like a, a, a lot of different things. And I have to say, it it does come off quite quickly that you are being you know kind of genuine. And it's it it is quite nice. I do have to say, I appreciate that. But now it's time for you to plug away. Just it's all about self, self selfless, selfishly plugging everything you're you're doing right now. And where can people find you? All right. Well, I don't like to plug myself too much. So what I'm gonna do is you have my name somewhere here, so you can Google me. Uh, but if you did enjoy listening to me, there's one thing I will plug. Uh, which is my podcast, uh, which is called Quantum. And spelling that will be an absolute pain. So let's get through it. It's <laughs> Q-U-A-N, then the confusing part, number two, and then it's M. So that's my podcast. You can also find it by my name, wherever you listen to podcasts. I mentioned my company and all the other stuff we do, which you can just find by Googling me or uh, by the name I mentioned. So Thank you very much. It was great being on here. It was great fun. And I'll, and I'll put it in the descriptions when I when I release the episode, so they can definitely find find your your show on Anchor or whatever other platform that they they're listening to right now. But I appreciate you being on the show, man. This was great. I had a great time. 
now just say goodbye and I, then it's going to be time for my shout outs alright well thank you very much uh, and I hope you have a nice day and if you do take away one thing is take one opportunity go out tomorrow and it, you see one thing you're like I enjoy this take an opportunity try an extra thing consider starting podcasts just try one new thing and you'll see how it goes and then you can continue if you want definitely thank you I, li- I like that I like that that's a nice that's a little tidbit they definitely need to try something new different alright so now it's time for shout outs big shout out to my real wise family Poppy J Brandy J big shout out to the homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy big shout out to the boss lady Fina I love you baby and as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Stuck In My Mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out.